Chic. Welcome to Chic NYC. I'm Melissa Rich, reporting live from, I'm going to say, what is my favorite hotel downtown? It's Hotel in Rivington. And you know I'm going to make a TikTok review of it. But to, I'm, I'm on the 18th floor, and I'm saying I have a pretty uninterrupted view of the entire Lower East Side, much of Williamsburg, all the way to the Freedom Tower. You can see literally like five different bridges from this one view. If you get a corner room up high, it's, I think, the best view downtown. Le Labo Products, it's cute boutique. Like there's, you know, a little work area in it. Like it's a living room. It's so cute. Price is right. Frank's downstairs at the gym. It's it's your perfect staycation hotel. No bathtub, of course. You can't give me everything. But there is a balcony, which it's a real toss-up if I had to choose. Right now I'm choosing balcony. And you know there's a gorgeous view of the Regal Essex, um, my suburban megaplex movie theater that if you don't have a membership to, I don't know what you're doing yet. All these companies should be paying me for this, and none of them are. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, but I am unwell and have been since my return from the West Coast. You know, I, as I mentioned in the last episode, I think I said, I have not been, you know, I went to Seattle, but I have not been to the West Coast pretty much since I've lived in New York, except for one trip to Palm Springs, where famously, I'm sure my friends will remember, I was dramatically sick for the last day where I had like a cold and like a stomach thing, which never happens to me. I'm very rarely ill in the stomach. Same thing fucking happened. Same thing. My last day that I was there, I had to cancel a fun meeting at Chateau Marmont. (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. But I was like, I planned this so I could come back, have like a day or two to chill, and then it would be fashion week. And you know, I was just like a sneezing mess. And still, honestly, like today was the first day where I kind of felt, obviously I was hung over the last two days, where I was like, mentally, I can record a podcast. I have been foggy in the head, which has actually been super annoying. Um, but yeah, I spent two days in bed and was like, well, I'm obviously not going to ruin my fashion week because of this. And don't worry, I took a freaking COVID test too, actually. Never tested positive for COVID in my life. Wasn't about to start now. Um, neither here nor there. Sorry, this is late. that's all which is to say sorry I'm late um you know it's just crazy how fast a week goes by all of a sudden it's time for another podcast and am I thrilled to do it yes it just comes up really fucking fast anyway I guess we should get into it um fashion week for me at first I started off I mean obviously sick so I was like honestly not in the mood I was not in the mood for fashion week um and there wasn't anything that I was like oh my god I'm so excited at least I was invited to you know Sneaking in wise, sure. There were some things I'd be excited about. But my invites, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Um, However, on Saturday night, I really got into it. Thank you to the Heron Preston party at Boom Boom Room. Absolutely incredible. It felt like it was designed for me. Um, God, I should have looked at Angel, I think, was the first DJ. I posted him on Instagram. Incredible. And then who? Omar S. Detroit's own. What a goddamn dream. And if you don't know who Heron Preston is, because I was, you know, foggy on it, 
Um, best friends with Virgil Abloh, you know, very Soho, downtown, fa- fabulous. And an absolute sweetheart. The show was incredible. I did not go, but I saw footage of it. And just an absolute banger of a party. I had the best time. It was a perfect party. Open bar, great, amazing fashion there. The music was incredible. I stayed all night. It was, even though I felt like shit, it, it was fabulous. I had an amazing time. And it was his first New York Fashion Week presentation. I don't think I, maybe I did say that already. Whatever. I think that really like made the whole thing very exciting as well. Um, I, but I have enjoyed everything I went through. I feel like I was being negative about it. Like, Hervé Leger was very fun. Um, it was, you know, I've had a great time. Document on Friday. I went to that party that was really, really fun. So I have a couple things tomorrow. I'll talk about that in the next episode. But I'm really, de- you know, getting into it. But I think staying in tonight. Okay, so the Grammys. Um, a lot of people probably think that nylon sent me i think everybody assumes that i get into everything cooks of nylon we love and appreciate them and i use their name all the time but this was not for nylon am i gonna write about it of course but i went um with my friend kelly's design company kh designs she did the flowers on the table casey musgrave's flowers with the guitar the piano everything she's an amazing um floral designer she's built she's incredible so yeah, she got all the girlies in. It was really fun. We got to watch rehearsals, which I think was maybe the coolest part for me. I literally like landed, got some food with my friend Stephanie, um, went in, you know, to take some photos for Cal. And who's, it was the rehearsal of like the hip hop thing that they did. If you watch the show, they did like the 50th anniversary of hip hop. It was Flava Flav running around um rev run like literally all of run dmc public enemy salt and pepper missy elliott i'm flirting with ll cool j all night he i really thought he was about to ask me out i truly did and i was like how am i gonna handle this so it was that to me was a dream if you watch the grammys you will notice that little wayne did not perform they did the end thing where it was, that was actually a pre-tape. Everyone thought that was live, that they like went outside and there was this table and it was Jay-Z and Lil Wayne and whatever. That was filmed two days before the Grammys. That was not live. However, during the rehearsals of the hip hop anniversary thing, they start playing a Millie. And I uh, literally start tearing. I start actually physical tears come to my eyes and Lil Wayne comes on stage and does a Millie twice, full out. Incredible. I was losing my mind. Obviously, you know, there's bigger legends than Buster Rhymes. Was there. It, it, it was amazing. Missy Elliott. It was unbelievable. Watched that whole thing twice. It was incredible. Harry Styles, you know, the, all, the, all the girlies. It was fun. It was, I was blown away by rehearsals. Day of, where is Lil Wayne? And Future. Future performed, too, for the rehearsals. Neither of them were on stage. I saw Lil Wayne on the red carpet. He came out, and he left. I know you guys don't really care about this, but this, to me, was like Law & Order SVU. Where is he? What happened? I don't know. I saw him later at an after party, and I was not close enough to have this conversation with him. So that was my drama with the rehearsals. But it was honestly, that was so cool. 
it was an amazing experience. So, okay, day of the Grammys. First of all, got this outfit from, I will shout out, Emma Rogue. She has a street or a store on Stanton Street. She's, I've known her for a long time. She and Frank have been in the vintage game together for a long time. And she has such good stuff. So she had first posted, she found a vintage Vivian Westwood at what they call the bins, which is like the Goodwill like distribution center before all of the clothes go to the Goodwills. There's one in Queens. You can go and shop by the pound. They don't even charge you per item. They weigh it at the end and whatever. So like all the vintage dealers would go there to like stock their sorcerers. So she finds that a Vivian Westwood corset dress. So I see it. I messaged her immediately. It's already sold. She's like, come in. We have some stuff. An amazing matching set that I found from her. It was IMGA and could not be more thrilled. Did my makeup, whatever. I was not going, you know, crazy. I'm not fucking famous. I was not going to go absolutely nuts, spend a ton of money, whatever. I was like, maybe should I rent something? This worked out perfectly. I was thrilled. Thank you, Emma. So we get ready. We go in. We're early. This is pre-red carpet, everything. I walk in to the arena. Um, I am alone. There was people running around, production people. None of, like, Kelly's team was there or anything. Who walks in with a huge fucking mob but Madonna? Riding crop in hand. She's just literally walking, like, straight towards me. And I'm, like, looking behind me. I'm, like, no one is around. I was, like, are they going to tell me to leave? Like, what's happening? So she, she probably has, like, seven or eight people around her. We make eye contact. She looks down, clocks my outfit, you know, slice my outfit. Nothing, she wasn't going to give me enough, but I, or it was enough. Like she, it was perfect. I, I died. That's the only time you should use that phrase. It was really great. I was like trying to like smell her. I was being such a fucking creep. But she practiced her little like speech that she did. And honestly, really nailed it both of those times. I think that the crowd was like really quiet in general. But yeah, when she's like, you know, this is where you clap and stuff. Like she was really giving the two times that she ran it to an empty space in her defense. And, you know, and the face stuff, everyone can shut the fuck up. Her response was perfect to that. It is ageism. You know, do you know what I would do to my face? Do you know how badly I would fuck up my face if I had the amount of money that she has? Yeah. I'd be, I would be way worse than that. If you gave me unlimited funds, my God. I, I would, my face would, no part of my face would move. I'd get so much fucking Botox, whatever. So, okay, so then it's kind of like red carpet. That was very exciting, seeing everyone. I got to say, the non-famous fashion was really, really awful. It was giving Macy's or whatever they have in L.A. It was not, there was a lot of not famous people there, and they were not dressed well. It was a lot of, like, homecoming gown type things, which, like, made me feel like I was interested. I thought everyone was going to, like, kind of go the fuck up. I feel like this is the one award show where you can really, like, kind of wear whatever but it was very formal and this was the first Grammys back in LA since before COVID I think last year it was in Vegas and I don't think they did it before that I don't know so I think people were really like excited to be like ball gown glam um and you know for some people it worked but I gotta say it was very um it's in a a hockey arena it felt like a hockey game honestly like when you first walked in everyone is I was confused. I was like, everyone is gunning for concessions in such an insane way. 
no one told me, they close that shit down and you do not eat for the entire Grammys show unless you were on the floor as a celebrity where you get a fucking cheese plate. They did look great. Figs and whatever. Um, you don't, yeah, you don't get food. So everyone was literally getting like pretzels and pizza and stuff. And I was kind of like, okay. Um, and the bar is not open either. As far as I saw, as far as I saw, you know, I was in like the next level, like up from the floor, there was not concessions open or a bar open. Insane. Um, so I was hungry for sure, but you know, it was very exciting. It was very fun. Bad Bunny, um, opened and where we were sitting it was like the whitest thing you've ever seen sit on your hands no one dancing Stephanie and I were going nuts of course but yeah the crowd was it took a while to warm up I will say the first if if you watch the first even artist they mentioned as far as a nomination was ABBA when I tell you you could have heard a pin drop I'm dead serious no one cheered anytime ABBA was mentioned I was the only one cheering I'm dead serious I, no one cheered for ABBA. It was the first thing they said and it was silent. Maybe everyone was like caught off guard that it was like, oh, that's the first, oh, we're supposed to clap, that sort of thing. But the crowd was weird in that way. Like I was like, everyone, first of all, who is even here without ABBA? ABBA has influenced every single artist. Okay, maybe not the hip hop people, but like every pop artist, you only exist because of ABBA and Sweden. No respect. No respect at all. One other moment that I think did not make it to TV, Cheryl Crow was like, I think absolutely livid at the end of her performance. I think they messed up something with her track or something. She was playing piano. Some of the music like got messed up. So at the end, she like banged on the piano in like a crazy way and like stormed out. Love that. Diva behavior. Um, it was it was really a fun experience. I had a great time. I went live on TikTok. It was hilarious. Everyone was so (laughs) ungrateful, but I had a great time actually. It made it like a lot more entertaining for me, honestly. Um, but it was really fun. Watching celebrities during the commercial break, like makes it worth going to anything. Watching Ben Affleck, was very fun for me. I could see him dying inside minute by minute. I mean, just literally looking at Beyonce. Oh my God, Beyonce being late. Oh my God. Yeah, it just felt messy and like in a fun way. Like that's what I wanted. I don't want a clean show. Are you kidding? Nobody knew what to do in the room when Beyonce was not there to win her like record-breaking Grammy. But it, what's his name? Did like a CP time joke. I was like, oh my God. Nobody knew what to do. And in her defense, I think the red carpet starts at like four o'clock. You're in the theater by five. Yeah, because it starts at eight, I think, East Coast. So everything is so early in LA in general. I'll, and I'll talk about my, my thoughts on LA after this, but it, like for a a person like... If you're doing glam, if you're getting in your look, all of that to get, even if you start or like at 10 a.m. Plus you have traffic. She was literally in traffic when her name was announced. Incredible. Incredible. I like, uh, I just really fell for her, especially knowing a Virgo in traffic 
is such a specific type of hell. Like, I'm late a lot, but I do feel it. I feel the anxiety. I feel the, you know, and then you're mad at yourself and you're blaming, you know. it's per, For a perfectionist like Beyonce to have that moment, I was heartbroken for her. I'm sure she was absolutely dying on the way there. And Jay-Z was there first. But obviously she has to be in glam and shit. Like, it was crazy. But I'm glad you got there. Actually, my real favorite thing was the day of rehearsal we were at and they bring in, you know, like 300 seat fillers, you know, probably a casting network's casting call where they're like, do you want to be celebrities at the Grammys? So they fill in the entire floor section and everyone is like assigned a celebrity that they're going to be. And Trevor Noah comes out and he's like doing his terrible bits and everyone is, you know, they're like, Adele's here. And there's just like some woman from like, you know, Glendale or whatever, waving, hi, I'm Adele. And they do like bits with each other. Like they don't do like lines, but they're like, oh, Adele and The Rock. You know, it was just like so endearing. And the same woman was like Madonna at every, you know, every rehearsal. And so everyone was like, hey, Madonna. It was just like a very funny, endearing thing. And these people were gagged out of their minds. It was like very cute. It was a great experience. I had a great time. I'd never been to an award show. It was really fun. But so we're leaving, you know, it's the end. And it, once again, is like a hockey game. Everyone's kind of rushing out, which has never been my style. And I think this was (laughs) for this night. I will talk more about the afters in my column. But for me, I was so on like New York time, New York schedule, like going out wise. And also had been up since... 7 a.m. Like I was there early that day. We leave quicker than I even wanted to. I like I'm more of a okay, there's the crowd is leaving the venue. Let's like wait. I'd rather stay longer in a venue than like, oh, let's skip the last song and like beat the crowd. I never do that. Personal preference. So we get out, we are in the streets in downtown LA, you know, trying to get an Uber whatever. It's a disaster. Everybody is dying for alcohol and starving. So we get a quick bite. We pull up to the Sony after party and it is almost over. It was probably 12, 12, a reasonable time to me, but I think that, yeah, everything is immediately right after. It was very sex in the city in that like, oh yeah, no one eats. That sort of thing. So <laughs> I was shocked. They were like stopping letting people in pretty soon. It was it was ending. So of course there was more stuff. We go to Swizz Beats and Alicia Keys party at this like hotel or museum, sorry, in Beverly Hills. And I don't know what it was called. It's the one with the cars. I'm sure you've driven past it. It was really cute. A lot of rappers, very fun. They're on the mic going we're still going. We're the only after party still going. It's like 2.30 and the bar is closed. Congrats. But I was grateful. I was very grateful. And, you know, I know, I am aware that there's the afters culture. You go to someone's house and whatever. So whenever I, you know, give my opinion on bars closing at two, that's what everyone always says to me. And I'm like, I know, I get it. But it's just simply not the same. I know everyone is dying for my review of LA considering I've been shit talking it for a solid eight years. Here's the thing. It's not for me. 
it's not for me. And you know, it's, I'm not going to sit here and do the boring, oh, you have to drive and there's Ubers and whatever. But like, that is just not the lifestyle I want. Will I go there? Was the weather good? Yes. Not that good. Not that good. I should have brought a fur. I, I was like, I don't want to be a dramatic, annoying person. Let me bring a long leather trench. That was not cutting it. Absolutely not cutting it. Here's the thing. I think if I didn't grow up in the suburbs, in a full suburban hellscape, I would be open to it. But I know this lifestyle. I know this lifestyle and there's triggering aspects of it for me where you, for example, park your car and then go walk around somewhere like where there's like a little place you can walk around and you have this kind of like faux urban experience, but like actually your car is there and you're going to be driving, you know, 30 minutes home. I hate that. Hate that. My family did that shit all the time where it's like, oh, let's go like walk around. No, I hate that. I had an amazing time and I was so happy to see the people that I saw. Another thing, everyone is so willing to meet up. I saw almost everyone that I like set out to see was like, yeah, definitely. I will come see it. So nice. You know, when someone like comes to New York and you're like, well, obviously this isn't going to work out. <laughs> like the forces will keep us apart. There's no way I'm actually going to meet up with this person. In LA, everyone is ready and willing, which is very nice. I did love that. I don't know. I don't know. It's, a, it's not for me, but I had an amazing time and I was really happy to see everyone I saw. Was I ready to come home? Yes. Did I extend my trip? No. I was ready. I was absolutely ready. <laughs> that being said, I will be out there again probably within two months. But, you know, when all of those trips get, kept getting canceled and canceled, I, I knew. I knew. This is not, not for me. Not my place. Not my time. Whatever. It was just just simply not, not it. Did I love Los Feliz? Yes, because you kind of have the experience that you have in New York where you're in your own neighborhood and you can walk to whatever. And I'm sure more neighborhoods have this, obviously. But particularly, those are my favorite moments. In my, my friend's neighborhood, we went to Figaro, which I think everyone is obsessed with. Just a quick walk around the corner. Love that. Obsessed with that. Was I excited that Ken uh, from Vanderpump walked past? Was I looking the wrong way? Of course. Yeah. I yeah, I wanted to see Pump. I went to the Abbey. Yeah, I did it all. I thought it was very fun. I went to Akbar. Everyone just wants to take me to gay bars wherever I travel. And I and it was great. It was great. I did watch the new Vanderpump Rules kind of inspired by it and whew, Katie is evil. You can just see it in her eyes. She is evil and she is not sad. I mean, obviously, as we've seen in the preview, Tom Schwartz is going to hook up with Raquel and she's going to then be upset. But they're in like their divorce heaven right now. And um, it is really, really crazy. Also, Peter is just repulsive. I'm shocked that Raquel is entertaining this. I'm whatever. And (laughs) my favorite scene was I think because I've been interacting with so many young people lately, like early 20s young, there's a conversation between Raquel and I think her name's Allie, who's James Kennedy's new girlfriend. And she says literally everything that you, (laughs) in your worst nightmares here from 
your ex's new girlfriend. She's like, oh my God, doesn't it feel like we just like traded lives? Literally looking at her in the face. Uh, Oh my God, I'm so glad for you because like our relationship would be like so different if he didn't date you first. Like you did all the work. Thank you. Here I am reaping the, like it's so awful. He's like, his energy is so good. He's so fun. Raquel's like, "Uh uh-huh. Just like dying inside. I really, wow. This show, I mean, it's like, am I invested now? Unfortunately, yes. Do I want to be? No, but I think Vanderpump is, especially with Lala, like I'm here for Lala's journey. I, I've been invested for many years. I remember the casting couch. She's getting her hair done. She's like, yeah, we do role-playing of casting couch. And now all this shit came out. I want to see all of that. Absolutely. And like, I unfortunately kind of love the hookup with James coming out. I know that's disruptive for everyone, but I don't know. I'm just kind of, kind of there for it, unfortunately. It's really one show where the men are represented correctly and that they are all such losers that it's almost impossible to believe it, but they're all their own worst enemies. When I found out that Tom Sandoval has some sort of cover band, like Ariana, I do think is one of the most like well-adjusted reality stars that there is, but for her to say she had Tom grow this mustache and then she's like had like agreeing with him touring around singing I don't even know what songs I saw I looked up and I was horrified it made me question her judgment for sure it really did she keeps it all together and she really is such a class act but the men are pure I mean if you look at the Jack's arc it's it's unlike anything we've seen on television. And I think I've been thinking about it a lot because of New Jersey, which um, I did watch that newest episode. And I don't even remember if I had many thoughts on it. I'm just glad that it's back. And I'm really glad for Dolores. This seems like she's in an amazing relationship. But Vanderpump, it's the guys are you just know all of them with no explanation. They give themselves up immediately. And like, and even the the Peter of it all, Peter, like kind of stalking Raquel, like I get it in that Vanderpump is good because everyone is trauma bonded by being in this restaurant cult in normal restaurants. Everyone has sex with each other just because you are, it's a horny environment and you're together. You're trauma bonded through this, through the rush of, a busy moment and then all of a sudden it's like after and you're like oh my god we survived this and you have sex so it's I get it but it's just the archetypes are so predictable and so um at the end of the day honest at the end of the day honest I also thought it was hilarious Katie in an interview goes whore whorish I was being whorish Am I going to get canceled? Can you say whore? Oh, my God. I actually maybe loop Katie in with the guys. It's just they're all absolute losers. And that guy on the who comes over when they're sitting on the couch um, to Raquel and whatever her name is, blurred out his face, comes over shirtless. It's like, you're on my couch. Like, obviously, like, trying to get on the show. Face still blurred out. It was so funny. I... It truly, it's, they outdo themselves every time.
okay, we'll absolutely never talk about LA ever again. Um, everyone's been reaching out to me about the Aiden of it all, the photos that are being released for and just like that. And here's what I have to say. Give us a release date. Like, I know that that's why they're doing this. Like, there's, I don't know what the holdup is, but there's not been a date where (laughs) we're counting down to a premiere. So I think they're just trying to hold our attention because it doesn't even seem like they're really filming in the street that much anymore. At least I haven't heard about it. I thought what I filmed in, what, November, that that was like, okay, we're wrapping things up. So I don't know what exactly is taking this long, but of course I'm here for it. I think they're changing. I'm excited to see if it's a fake cool Aiden, and then he's actually going to be the same dusty loser that he was the first time. Sorry. Sorry, everyone lives in. But, like, he was so traditional, controlling everything that Carrie did not need. I'm wondering if, you know, we're seeing him with, like, some decent fashion, smoking cigs. Is that real? Or is this, like, a few episodes, and then they're going to, like, turn it on us? I don't care. I'm here for the ride, and I don't know. He looks hot. But I want to know when it's coming out. And, like, all of this teasing. Like, obviously, there's a lot of storylines we don't know about, but they've released quite a bit, either intentionally or not. Sarah Jessica Parker posting to Maine on her own Instagram about it. Like, they're kind of bringing in the big guns. I think, like... Or they're fighting for a season three in advance. That's also definitely an option. And I'm sure she will get it. But I don't know. It was not fully explored. I think they're kind of just like erasing the whole second film. I'm I'm very excited to see if they acknowledge Abu Dhabi. If they say, wow, I haven't seen you since Abu Dhabi in that market when we ran into each other in this Oscar snubbed film. It's that will be worth it all to me if they acknowledge that terrible decision they made. We'll see. We shall see. (laughs) I do have a little Bravo crossover. Uh, A very reliable source ran into Andy Cohen and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker at Indochine, and Andy was drunk, and she walks up and ignores Sarah Jessica Parker completely, which I love. And says, Andy, thank you for your work. I'm a huge fan. Can I ask you, what do you think happened to Heather's eye? Referring, of course, to Heather Gay's mysterious black eye in Salt Lake City, which she has changed the story for and landed on, I was blackout. I don't remember it. I was ashamed that I was blackout drunk, so I lied. And I actually don't know what happened. And Andy looked her in the eyes and said, I think Jen punched her. Heard it here first. And that's what everyone thinks. That's what everyone thinks. So, but I was glad to hear Andy's confirmation. God, this robe is so soft. God, Hotel in Rivington. I'm of course drawn to any Patricia Field news and I have every intention of reading her book. And when I do, you'll hear about it. But (laughs) this page six headline, costume designer Patricia Field Claims JFK Jr. once used Transler in her store. JFK Jr. to me 
is an untouchable figure. Obviously, this sounds right, and it's the 90s and whatever. Not excusing, not excusable, just believable that this did happen. Um, I cannot wait to watch that JFK Jr. shit on Netflix. The Carolyn Bissett wedding. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. So... <laughs> Sex and the City costume designer Patricia Field claims she once booted JFK Jr. from her store for mocking her transgender employees. He came in with Daryl Hannah, his then-girlfriend, T. Um, (laughs) She says, The girls in the shop went gaga over Hannah because she played a mermaid in Splash. Drag queens love a good mermaid. She's so funny. I'm not doing her voice at all. It's, Drag queens love a good mermaid. Um, Field claimed the staff was making a fuss over Hannah, completely ignored the boyfriend, who became seemingly irked that he was not getting attention. Yeah, sounds like our guy. Um, he looked around and announced, bunch of freaks. Rude. Okay, I didn't, actually didn't read that. I actually hate that so much. If JFK Jr. was looking for attention with this comment, he got his wish. All the queens at that shop were more than capable of dismissing anyone who acted up. You know, so she says, if you don't like it, get the fuck out. There was no more room for interpretation. He went to wait outside while his girlfriend got the royal treatment. I think she's, like, loving um, telling this. Well, they did it for five years. I actually did not know he dated Daryl Hannah for five years. What a get for him. Even though I... It's just he's... He's it. He is the ideal. And it part of it is the... The plane crash of it all. Oh, my God. It's just... He's untouchable to me. I'm the Patricia Field book. I actually have heard very good things. It's called Pat in the City. Obsessed. My life of fashion style and breaking all the rules. I think I'm going to do Audible. I'm checking to see if she reads it. If an author reads narrator, nope, Eliza Foss. I don't think she actually has the capability of speaking for seven hours and eight minutes. Um, but if it was her reading smoking chain smoking you know I would what was I just watching I think I was watching some sort of like party monster documentary and she's just she is a protect at all costs New York character I went to the store one of my first like major moments when I moved here I was I think living in Queens at the moment and it might have even been, like, my first time really, like, going to the Lower East Side and, like, having a day there. I know my friend Cassie took me, and she's like, we got to go to Patricia Field's store. We did. I bought so much good shit. And at the end, she walks in and says, hey, girls, you like the stuff? Yeah, yeah. It was just exactly everything I needed and more. Well, thank you for being on board and listening to my congestion-filled voice and rambly solo episode I will have a guest next week I just honestly didn't even know when to schedule I didn't know when I'd be up for it honestly I didn't even know that I was today but I do have to plug um if you live in Virginia or DC we will be traveling there this week we being um the show that I perform on often I do stand up with Awkward Sex in the City. It's a really fun show, kind of storytelling stand-up. It's a blast. They'll actually be, if you're in Philadelphia, um, Natalie, Calvin, and I think someone else, um, at the Punchline on Wednesday. We will be at the Firehouse Theater in Virginia, in Richmond, um, 
on Thursday at 7.30. You can get tickets for that. I also, like, have an unpaid parking ticket in Virginia that I... Whatever. Maybe I'll take a bus. So, and then in D.C., Black Cat, which is an amazing venue. This might already be sold out. Black Cat, Friday night at 8 o'clock. Wow, that's going to be really fun. Um, And I'll be back in New York. But that's going to be a blast. We just got another Hoops date as well. That's going to be March 30th. Um, So a lot of fun stuff coming your way. And thank you for, I've gotten some very sweet messages. I should have opened them um, to give names. I will next time. Um, But Nicole, uh, anyone who's messaged me about the podcast, thank you so much. I am thrilled to be back as well. If there's anything that you want covered, I didn't get any topics, but if you want something covered, DM me at rich underscore Melissa. I'm happy to delve into whatever pop culture, New York, fun, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be so my life on the D list, but you know, it seems to be going that way. And, uh, honestly, I do, I do just love talking about it. So babes, I'll see you next week and enjoy fashion week. Mwah.